This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan Jr. And it's me, Rachel and Lindsay. Rachel, how's your week going? Well, my week's going okay. Going kind of fast. But yeah, nothing nothing, fast. nothing really uh, eventful, eventful in my world. You? Yeah. Uh, so we're doing this over Zoom. When we were supposed to be in the studio having the higher learning hang and meet up today. Right. Which means there's got to be a reason why we couldn't all get together in person. Mm-hmm. Which means it finally happened to me. <laughs> it's not what happened, man. What I, got, happened? I got COVID. <laughs> I, I have COVID as we speak. Uh, I, um, I, I was feeling, I was feeling, throat was feeling a little scratchy, you know. That's how it starts. Throat was feeling a little scratchy. The the, the, the throat is gone, you know, the throat, Mm -hmm. the the throat was feeling a little scratchy. And then Mm -hmm. last night, it wasn't one of those things where it was like, yo, it's coming and going. This is a cold. I was like, yo, man, do I have it? And so I, uh. I post made it a um, a test, and it's so funny because I post made the test right, and the guy mm-hmm. who is delivering the test was like, "Hey, I'm gonna leave it outside," and then I was like, "Nah, man, just dial the shit and come on into the house." Now nah, he was like, "Nah, it's gonna be outside." I'm thinking, why does he not want to deliver me my COVID test? And I thought, hey, this guy knows. That if we go out there and we, and like, I go, hey, he, he does a handoff and he's exposing exactly. himself. I didn't even think about that. And you the fact I mean? you tried to put this man in danger. I did. I mean, this man, I, <laughs> he was smart. He left it. Uh, he left it and I went out there and I got it. And so, yeah. Um, I'm, um, How are you feeling? I'm feeling decent okay, uh, at this point. I'm feeling like, um, like stuffy and congested and all of that stuff, but not 
How did you, when you had it, how was it? Oh, remember I called you? And I was mm. like, I'm trying to figure out if I can podcast. And I and you were like, nigga, no. You couldn't That's even talk. That's yeah. what you said to me. It was a progression for me. Mine started off with the throat as well. But by the end of the day, I had fever and body aches and every part of me hurt. Um, but I'm, but you look good. You know, mm. I would never know if you didn't tell me. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that your symptoms are mild. When you called me, though, that you had it, like, I don't know. It was it was such a shocking feeling <laughs> at dinner. And you're like, I'm thinking, you know, you're like, hey, I think we should tackle this this topic right. tomorrow. Or I want this guest or so, or you ran into somebody, another ex of mine. <laughs> I think it's something like that. And you're like, I got COVID. <gasps> the people at the table with me were like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine." But yeah. no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that you found out in time before you put Thought Warriors, Trudy, myself, and the rest of Spotify employees in jeopardy. Yeah, a bunch of people to cut out there. Got a bunch <laughs> of guests. It, so I, now I can only thing I can think about is all the people that I exposed. Sure. It's so nuts. Those are the people I expose fucking But sucks. it is a risk. But it, it, in your defense, it's a risk that we all take because it's out here. We're living with COVID. It's bound to happen. Somebody took a risk because they gave it to you. You know what I'm I mean? Trying, trying to figure out where I got it. Okay, maybe so the many boxing. Places. Maybe the gym. Boxing. That's what maybe I thought. The, I was thinking for you. Maybe the gym. Maybe on the plane. Coming back. Yeah. Maybe on the plane. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Wait, are you riding with a mask on the plane? Yeah, of course. Mask and goggles. I got these. Check this out. I wear these on the plane. (gasps) Why have we not (laughs) talked about this before? (laughs) Why? Why? So the COVID compliance compliance (laughs) officer that works on hip-hop homicides was like, hey, a mask is not enough. She was like, she was like, you, she's like, there are other people on the plane and they're not protecting you because they're not wearing masks. So you need goggles as well to keep the droplets out of your eyes. Mm. So she gave me these. These are my James Worthies that I wear when I'm on the plane. So, you know, I don't know if it works or not, but she gave it to me. So well, I, to wear it. I think you know the answer. That it didn't? <laughs> I mean, you got COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and take those off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just got two of the weirdest DMs ever. Hmm. One DM yeah. says, hey, I'm doing a podcast opening for secrets about celebrity relationships. Could you give me any inside scoop of what you know? At the same time, I got another one. Hey, I was wondering if you could shed some light for us. We were looking into Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin's relationship or wondering if you know any news or anything at all. Our conversations will be strictly confidential. And the name of this the name of this is Exposing Haley Baldwin Bieber. Oh, wow. So I got two of these at the same time. And it says, at, I got another one that says, at, for at Selena Gomez. It's two people at once trying to get me to give up. I don't know information about like Haley Baldwin Bieber or anything like that. I, understand, I can't understand what's going on, why people are coming at me like this. I don't either. Is. But do you get people who ask for information like that? Like, does that happen a lot because of your time at TMZ? All the time. Really? Some stuff I know. Some stuff I don't, you know? And if I do know something, I'm not telling y'all. I'm not telling anyone. Stop. What? Did you blow your nose in a t-shirt? Yeah. Man, you have COVID. 
Can we so get what? you some tissue and, and well, a I trash got tissue. can? I got tissue. But I blew my nose in that t-shirt because after a while of blowing my nose in the uh, the tissue, it starts to make my nose a little irritated. But that t-shirt is this like soft, breathable like uh material and it's 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 calming and cooling to my nose. I you got care. sick nose. You got sick nose. <clears throat> what is sick nose again? It's your term. What are you talking about? Oh, you created my, the term. My, my, true. <laughs> my my brain is fucked right now. Oh, this is gonna be an interesting podcast. I'll be honest. You're doing with you. you're doing okay. Take your time. You're doing Thank fine. You. You're doing fine. Donnie, are you have you had COVID yet, Donnie? Yeah, I've had it a couple of times. <laughs> Don't laugh at Donnie. Donnie goes, I know, right? <laughs> you had it more than once. How did you get it more than once? Let's, let's have COVID. Let's let's talk COVID journeys now that I've joined the club. Donnie, uh, what? When did you? You had it a couple times. Explained. Uh, so the first time I got it, um, I think it might have been because of traveling. This was in around Christmas time of 2020. Um, and uh, the second time, I really don't know how I got it. But I didn't. Well, that's not true. I got it from my sister. She is a teacher. And uh, uh. she tested positive um, like a couple of days after I was hanging out with her. And around the time that she told me she had tested positive, I had just started feeling some symptoms. So I just assumed that I had it and quarantined myself for a couple of weeks until my symptoms went down. And uh, yeah, those are my COVID chronicles. COVID chronicles. Rachel, do you, do you remember where you got it? I either got it from the sound guy at Extra or I got it at more likely than not at the national championship game. I was oh, maskless. Yeah. I was in Indiana. Nobody was wearing one. I wanted to have a really good time and I did. And I came home with the COVID. And I was uh, sick. You were you were fucked not up. hospital, but I had every symptom. But yeah, I was sick. Wait, what was the worst day? I would say the first three days. Or the worst? When I when I landed when I landed, I wasn't positive. So I was masked up, but I kept moving around. Right. But by the but by the afternoon, I mean my body hurt to the touch. But I actually went to the the um the um, not emergency room, but like urgent care. I went to urgent care and I took a rapid. And I took a PCR at the work lot. I took a rapid at urgent care. Rapid told me that I was negative. And I had every single symptom. See, this is gonna give light to Trudy when she tells her story. I told me I was negative. I had to wait, go to sleep and wake up the next morning to find out I was positive from a PCR test. So that makes me wonder how many other people are walking around here with COVID and have no idea because I was I was symptomatic and right. still testing negative. Uh, but the first three days were brutal because I had a fever and my fever wouldn't break for three days. So I was just mm. miserable. Miserable. Should, should I should I should I do the thermometer right now? Should I see what my what my? You are doing the one under the tongue and not the touch one, right? Yeah, hold on. Let me go get my thermometer. Because the touch one does not work. Okay, hold on. Let me get my thermometer. Van's gonna freak out if he has a fever. You know that, right? 
Lord fix it. I hope you don't. <laughs> like the fact that he just left to go take his temperature. Literally, literally. What happened? I just said the fact you left to go take your temperature. I'm afraid. <clears throat> if you have a fever, it's over. <laughs> What's over? <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, oh. I don't think you're going to be able to concentrate the rest of the podcast. I gotta see. I gotta know again. Let's take let's take dibs on what we think his fever is. Do you ne- do you normally run <clears throat> um, cold or hot? Like my normal temperature is the 97. A little cold. I normally run. Okay. 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 Let's see. I'm I'm gonna say, guys. My guess is 98.4. Trudy, Donnie, 99.5. Trudy, trying to make you sick. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't know like what your temperature is really supposed to be. So that would be what they call a low grade fever, Trudy. That's a low grade grade fever. fever. I think he has a low grade fever for sure. Donnie, I'm Donnie. gonna go 99.1, slightly lower than Trudy's. Mm. Clearly, I'm the only one who cares about Van at this point because I'm trying to mm. wish that he doesn't have a fever, and y'all are over here trying to make him give him a new symptom. We've been realistic. Mm-hmm. No, oh, oh, he's quick. <laughs> That's weird. What was it? It's 96.7. Okay, put it under your mouth. You're not, you're not, he's not, you're moving too much. Okay, let me see. Okay, don't do move. It again. Put it really under there. Woo, woo. Okay, woo. come on now. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> let me see. So here? Hmm. Not in the middle, like under on the side. Like mm-hmm. really get in there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, I won. I'm just saying I was the closest. Mm-hmm. All Trudy and Donnie try to make you all uh, feverish. It ain't over yet. Trudy, tell your tell your COVID journey since you alleged that you had one. I, yeah, I just, I forgot. This was like when people started going outside again, for real. Like people weren't like doing that lying. Oh, it's just a couple people at the crib. Like this is when everybody was outside again. And dang, I think it might have been coming off of Insecure Fest, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. I, yeah, I felt sick. But like sick in the sense I didn't have a cough or anything like that, but my body hurt. And then I was taking, um, I took a rapid test because I didn't have time to wait for no PCR. And 97.6. Damn it. You got that, Rachel. I'm happy you don't have a fever. (laughs) You gave COVID COVID to Jay Ellis because I saw you took a picture with him at um, at the Insecure Fest. Probably all your fault. Oh, me? Oh, wait, did he get COVID after that? I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I was I was testing and it just, it, it came back negative. So the, I knew that the rapid test came back negative. Then I think I maybe told you, Rachel, and you told me about your, your situation. So then I took a PCR. <laughs> that still came back negative. But I was like, bro, I'm dying. I'm over here fighting for my life and this ain't normal. So I really don't know. But I think I had COVID. Honestly, you might have. I hear a lot of people had to take three or four tests. That's why I'm shocked. Van, your your test, your rapid test came back so quickly. By the way, can I be honest with you? I took an at-home rapid test and mm-hmm. like it it was like overwhelming. Like as soon as I took the test, the two lines popped up. Like, you took, probably have been symptomatic for a couple of days. Like I as soon as I took the two, as soon as I took the test, as soon as I took the two tests, the two lines popped up. Like, by the way, I have been symptomatic, but it was just like a, 
well, like <clears throat> when I came back here, I keep it so cold in here. I keep it cold in here. Mm-hmm. I, I keep it cold in here. Uh, uh. I keep it cold in here. Uh, uh. I keep it cold in here. Uh, uh. I'm so cold. I'm so cold. I'm so cold. I'm so cold. That's that's a dope one right there. I'm not gonna lie. It just popped in my head. But so I so so so. <laughs> the medicine's so, kicking in, y'all. Kalika's like. Even Kalika, she's well, she's concerned. Kalika is concerned. <laughs> Kalika's like, <laughs> playing nurse in here. She's very upset. She's like, what? You the tell, tell Kalika we got an extra room. I'll be honest with you. I am so full of stuff that, like, the Mucinex almost makes me feel like I'm not sick. You know what I mean? But I know, I know exactly la- what you mean. <laughs> last night was rough, bruh. I'm up in the middle of the night. I'm watching The Empire Strikes Back. I watched all three Star Wars movies last night. Oh, my like, God. I did. Because I couldn't really sleep. You know what I mean? Like, I, I couldn't really sleep. I watched all three Star Wars movies last night. Anyway, um, but I keep it so cold in here. I thought I just came back <clears throat> and the temperature changed up a little bit. And they gave me a little bit of a scratchy throat. But it just got progressively, you know, until I'm like, oh, whatever. All right. Big well, deal of the day. We hope, we hope we hope you feel better. I, I I hope so too. You know, Trudy, Donnie, thank you so much for sharing your COVID stories, Rachel. Uh, we won't talk about somebody very important that you might have exposed. We'll leave that as a secret. Me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, who? Mm-mm, oh, my no, God. No, 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 no. Hell no. Hell no. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with a big deal of the day. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. You could be doing anything this week, right? You've got work, errands, friends, and a whole lot of fun in between. That's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life. With premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay, Hyundai. Visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. All right, you guys wanted me to talk about it. I've seen it everywhere. My, my, um, my moral fiber has come into, come into question. Not just on <laughs> the, the land of the soulless jackals. Not just on Facebook, but basically everywhere. In my text, everyone. People have been hanging. Van, how could you hang out with such a dastardly, morally corrupt <laughs> guy as Livingston Allen, a.k.a. DJ Academics? There is uh, 
a, a clip out, and we'll play the clip right now, and it's gone everywhere. But there is a bigger conversation to be had around this clip. Um, a couple. But we're going to play the clip right now. Play it. And to keep it real, if you think about it in the bigger scheme of things, there's not much difference between a 20 or a 17 or a 21 and a 17. Just kind of mean one's a minor and one's not a minor. But I will say, listen, I adopted this rule, which I think it was fine. I said, listen, man, as long as the chick got a college ID, she's getting fucked. I don't care if she's 17. I don't care if she's 17 and a half. I don't care if she just turned 17 and I'm 21. She's going to get this dick. Uh, okay. <laughs> Rachel has a look on her face. Out of context, Rachel, what do you think of that clip? <laughs> Did you say out of context? Yeah, just when you listen to it. I think that he's a disgusting pervert. <laughs> that, I mean, there's no other way. You're, if you're if you're wanting me to not even comment on his responses or anything, which I would, I'm going to be honest, I really am not going to deter much from that thought. I think he's gross and disgusting. And really not taking, really not understanding. <laughs> I, I, I'm assuming not understanding what he, what he really is saying. The fact that his, the fact that he's measuring this all by a college ID, is extremely concerning. Mm -hmm. People have fake IDs. People go to college very early. P you know, like there's so many fat things to factor into that, and the fact that you have no. You don't want to be responsible in um, determining what someone's age is or even caring what their age is is extremely alarming. And I don't mm. think that you can justify this in any way. It's mm. gross. Uh, it's not to be justified. Um, it's but only he, to be discussed. So well, <clears throat> he justified it. Well, he I think he explained it. So this is so but I, didn't take it back is my point. No, I don't think he took it back because I think he definitely didn't. He addressed right, it. Right. So for me, number one, I, at first I didn't think it was him because yeah, it doesn't. That it doesn't much, okay. You were so loyal. <laughs> no, I didn't think it was him because it doesn't really sound like him. It sounds like someone doing an impression of him. So <laughs> I remember I hit him up and I was like, say, bro. Is that you on that table? He was like, yeah, man. And then he called. Um, I am not going to attempt to tell you what he said. Donnie, do we have the the a breakout of academics sort of explaining what it was that he was saying and the context in which he said that yes. uh, some years ago? Okay, let's play that for people right now. Let me. So, so this is the context. And this is what's important. At no point... Did I ever say that I fucked somebody under 17 or under 18? I was given an example of how, and and I want to give y'all this example before I play this whole clip. I'm going to play the full clip. I said, in college, people, I, I said 17 becomes a gray area because people don't ask for IDs. There's some smart, or sometimes people start kindergarten early and they'll get to college when they're about to turn 18 but they'll turn 18 in january and they get there in september when somebody's in college and just like i say with high school when somebody's in high school if a nigga was in high school i know somebody and maybe i shouldn't say that but i'm just gonna be real i know somebody who he had just turned 18 and he was dating he was dating like someone in a lesser class that this is high school there's people who are who end up being 18 in high school, 
I was talking about being in an institution, so college or high school, where the ages are or a little bit out of what is actually acceptable, right? And this is what I have to tell y'all, right? Somebody just said four months of the college year, some people are 17. It depends on when you're born. You know when they, that's all I was saying. When people go to college, and you'll hear in my full clip, people do not check IDs. No one in college, and if you've ever been to college, no one says, hey, how old are you? I've been to college. They're usually under the assumption. By the way, if you're in college, at least if you're doing four years, you're probably not over 21. Okay, so. It's tough to listen to him explain something. <laughs> Just stumbles over it. <laughs> okay, so. When I spoke to Ak, Ak said that this was, first of all, there are a couple of things that are misconceptions. Number one, there's a misconception that he was saying this right now. Right now he's 31 and that he was saying, hey, if a girl has a college ID, I'd smash. He, that it wasn't something he was saying currently. This was about, he says 10 years ago, whenever Kylie Jenner and, and, um, and, uh, and Tiger were going through their whole thing and he was, for some reason, thinking that he had to play devil's advocate for 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 Tiger, I worked at TMZ. Tiger was twenty four, or and twenty four, twenty three. She was sixteen, seventeen. It was dead wrong anyway. You slice it up. All right. Now, a lot of people start saying, "Van, is it dead wrong morally or dead wrong legally?" If you ask me that question, I look at you sideways. <laughs> I don't care where it's legal to fuck a sixteen year old girl. I don't care. Jerry Seinfeld, back in the day, was 39 years old in New York, was dating a 17-year-old girl named Shoshana. It's a true fact. Okay? It's a weird thing. It's weird. Is it illegal? No, but that's fucking weird. Okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> back to act. He says that he was, he was talking about what he called the gray area that exist when you're in a certain age. First of all, couple of things. Number one, if you're 17 and you're dating somebody that's 19, that's not a problem. If you're 17 and you're dating somebody that's 20, that might be okay with some people. You know what I mean? Um, for me, the way I look at this, two different ways. One, there is something about that is true. I don't remember any of my homeboys. I had a girlfriend going into college. I don't remember any of my homeboys seeing somebody else in college and asking them, how old are you? Like, I don't know if they were doing that at Texas, just being like, it, it, just on that right there. Like, if you go to the no, school- No, I think they, there's they an would assumption. Have, there's an assumption, right? There'd have to be a reason. If if somebody looked particularly young or if we they we it was known that they had skipped a grade, there have to be a reason that someone would say, if you're a freshman in college and mm -hmm. and you're dating somebody else, I'm not talking about in the grad school, in the undergrad, nobody's gonna like I, I don't remember, and I can get everybody on this. It, did, did, it, nobody asked for for ID from someone that's going to the same school as you in college. This is not something that I remember happening, right? Because there was a shit ton, to be honest with you. If we're going to talk about sex, there was a shit ton of underage drinking at parties from the freshmen and the sophomores. And nobody was carding them when they would go to house parties. Nobody was carding them when they would go to frat sure. parties. That's just sure. the more interesting thing is why are we talking about this? 
why are we talking about the gray area of fucking maybe underage girls? And this is the growing point. This is the this is the this is the teachable moment. The teachable the teachable moment is why is it necessary if what Tiger was doing cuz Tiger wasn't in college. Kylie wasn't in college. Tiger was out of college age. Kylie was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Why is it necessary to find some gray area to make an exception for him? It's a great question. It's like, why, like, why, why is it? That's the thing that kind of gets to me. Why are you taking it upon yourself? And we talked about this. Like, why are you taking it upon yourself to go, hey, this is what I would. Nah, just say, yo, this shit is wild. Just say, just, we can, it's, it's okay. Just say, it's just wild. As far as him and what he was saying, even when he was saying it, he was a lot younger there is something going on between Ack and another content creator. Um, and you can learn about it all over on his page to where this content creator took a chunk out of Ack's ass. If I'm going to be honest with you, they're, they're having a beef and it's a very nasty, it's a very low down, uh, punch it below the belt type of beef. Ack has said some things fucking nuts, kind of how he does. Um, and him and this guy have go going back and forth, and he thinks that these this, these guys went back in time. Clip this clip. He feels like it's out of context. Put it out there, and they checked this. They this was everywhere. Yeah. They they and checked this job. Yeah, they checked this job. I I I think what bothers me too is that okay, people don't ask for ID, college ID. They don't ask for ID when you're drinking in college. There's a lot of assumptions that are going on, but it doesn't make it right. And the way that he's talking, he's almost like, this is just what you do in college, but that doesn't make it right. And just the way he's so emphatic about talking about, you know, I'm a fucker if she has a college ID. It's like, <laughs> like I it's, said, it's, people yeah. lie, people have fake IDs. There are people 16 in college. It doesn't make it right what you're saying. And I think that's what I need him to take responsibility for and ownership of. Like, it doesn't make it okay, even if people do that. Yes, people are young and dumb and they're not thinking of the legality of it, but it doesn't make it right. You are still going to be responsible if you are with someone who's underage and and that's a minor. You're still legally gonna be held responsible, but like also act. Where is your moral compass? This is what I mean about it being gross and disgusting. Like morally, what are your morals? Like what do, like that's that's the more concerning thing for me. You just don't, like, you still seem to care. So I I remember when I was in high school and we became seniors, right? It was such a Mm -hmm. glorious, wondrous time. All of a sudden, I remember the day the seniors left when I was in the 11th grade, because the seniors, they left before everybody else because they had to get ready for graduation. Let's take our pictures. Let's sign our books. Oh, I'm a senior. I remember when they left. And when they were gone, we automatically felt, we're the seniors now. We're the 11th graders. We felt like the motherfucking G's. That senior year at McKinley was one of the best times of my life. But I will never, oh my God, Senior year at McKinley, me and Paulette Gray exploring each other's bodies. You know what I mean? <laughs> like basketball. 
you know, all of that stuff. Just like, but we, we had just built a, my family was intact. We had just built a brand new house out in Zachary. I was living out in Zachary, big house with a lake, a pond, horses. Yeah, it was a great time in life. An amazing time. The year 1998 might be the best year of my life. Um, It's actually not true, but uh, it's one of them. So I remember we were 17, 18 years old. I remember the freshmen coming on campus and I remember guys in the senior class fucking ravaging the freshmen. And I remember saying, I remember talking to one specific homie. I'm not going to mention his name. I'm like, cause there was this freshman girl that was after me. She was after me. She was after me. She was after me. She was after me. I'm like, you. Are... <laughs> I'm like, no. I even remember her. I remember her name. I'm, I'm like, cause her brother had gone to school there before the year before. I'm like, nah, man. <laughs> you was just at McKinley Middle. Like, I'm not. And one of my homeboys, after that, started taking her down. I'm like, yo, like. She 14. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I was like, yo. This company that you keep. Man, this is Louisiana. Niggas. <laughs> That's what you don't blame that in Louisiana. Hey, can I tell y'all something? I, I, I got to be real about, I got to be real about something. Like, this is more widespread than you guys think. Oh, I, I don't this think is people like, deny that. Like, when I was, like, when I was in middle school, I knew girls dating guys in high school. Of course. Like I, when I was in high school, I knew girls dating guys in college. Some girls dating guys out of college. That wasn't that big of a deal. Well, yeah. let, let me not say that big of a deal. That wasn't out of the ordinary. It was a big deal, but it wasn't out of the ordinary in Baton Rouge, like at all. Well, I think it's normal. When I was a senior, my my junior going to senior year, my boyfriend was in college. He's you know, disgusting. like I think I think, you know, I was 17, he was 18. He's disgusting. I think that it happens. I didn't really see it from the high school, even though I knew people like that. I more saw it in college. I remember coming in as a freshman in college and the senior guys, the older guys, just like lining up in Jester, which is where people would hang out the dorm, just like checking out the fresh meat that had just come in. Even the girls, even the girls were into like the young guys that were coming in. And I remember thinking, I remember I said to my cousin, I was like, oh my gosh, like all these older women are are still in the guys that are our age. Fast forward to us being seniors, we were like, who's the new? <laughs> so, 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 but see, look, look, what would you say? It's this, so, so wait. So look, you just doubled back and you kind of on the same page as Ak a little bit. Wait a minute. I didn't say, I, I ain't talking about fucking Rachel people. Rachel Academics. I said, I, I said we... I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I think the thing to be derived from this is a, a couple of things. Number one, when we're talking about, and I'm in all seriousness here, when we're talking about, especially nowadays, after we have lived through the R. Kelly's of the world, after we've lived through, I mean, after the the topic of consent has become such a hot topic, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have to be incredibly, incredibly, incredibly important the way we discuss uh, sexual congress and the way we discuss people entering into these these different situations and what what is kosher and what isn't kosher. And 
Um, a lot of times, I'm going to be honest with you, like having a conversation. I remember one time I had a conversation with uh, with Toronto Burke. And I asked Toronto Burke, I said, is, is like nonverbal consent a thing? Because there was a discussion that you have to have active consent. Can I do this? Yes. Can I do that? Yes. Can I do this? Yes. Can I do that? Yes. And me and, me and Toronto Burke, we did a talk down at FAMU. Mm, shit went bad, actually. We should have Toronto on the podcast. We could tell that story. It's very funny. We, uh, we, it's a, oh, we, we had a talk at FAMU. I went down there with Toronto Burke. We had a talk at FAMU. And FAMU did not want to confront some of the things that had gone on on the campus in the past. Oh, wow. And when the kids would bring them up, the people at FAMU would try to silence the the women in the audience from <gasps> talking about the culture on campus. And Tarana Burke and some of the other people, this is, all of this happened. I went down to Tallahassee, that might have been 2018. Fabulous, So this amazing. is the height of the Me Too movement. During the Me Too movement, that's trying and, to silence people. And there were people, yeah, they didn't want to really discuss it, didn't want to talk about it, didn't want to have all of these different conversations. And it was, it ended up becoming you know quite explosive anyway. Um, and I remember asking her, is there such thing as verbal, is nonverbal consent? And she's like, yeah. Well, of course there is. That's how most people get late. So like, not to get too graphic, but if you're going to take off an article of clothing from somebody and they move in a way that lets you take off that article of clothing, you, it's fair to assume that they wanted you to undress them, right? Mm-hmm. So all of those things are things that we understand as people. We get that sometimes things aren't as uh, encyclopedic as we sometimes make them out to be. However, though, boasting about the fact that it's a bad look. No, the R. Kelly thing you pointed out was so on point. And, yeah. that's, and that plays into when you said... I'm going to be honest with you how widespread this line of thinking is. Look at an R. Kelly. Yeah. And we ignored it for we years. Did. We did. Because we thought it was a, because the thing with R. Kelly is when we discussed this with R. Kelly, we thought that it was a quirk. See, we didn't yeah. take, see, we, we allow R. Kelly's psychosis and his, his demon pattern behavior to become a fetish or a quirk or a weird eclectic aspect of his uh, personality. We didn't treat R. Kelly like a predator. We yeah, didn't treat R. Kelly like somebody who went to the McDonald's across the street from the high school and brought girls there, brought them a Happy Meal and groomed them so he could have sex with them later on. We didn't treat him like that. And so I think part of what we're discussing now is anytime we're hearing this now, you're talking about a society, particularly a black community, that has PTSD from the abusers that we've let go in the past. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure a lot of people that we don't do that again. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's important, no matter what you're talking about, wherever you're talking about it, to be intentional with your words when when you're discussing stuff like this. Now, look, his back and forth with these guys and everything that's going on and what he meant to say and when he said it and all of that stuff, all of that's applicable. But care. there are, I mean, I mean, look, it, it, it does. You have to put it in context, right? Not the context. I'm sorry. The back and forth with the beef. The back and forth. Yeah. I'm, yeah. You have I'm to put saying. it in context. But at the same time, we both live in a bill. We, we, we live where we say words for a living. And at some point you have to, you have to be, 
you just have to be a little bit more intentional with how you're putting things out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. You so know you who think, was 17 you think, when you, I met them? Who? Just, let's go to commercial break. War in Ukraine. Joe Biden sending another $1 billion in military aid to the Ukraine. President Joe Biden has announced another $1 billion in weapons for Ukraine on Wednesday, including anti-ship systems, artillery rockets, and rounds for howitzers. This morning, I spoke with President Zelensky to discuss Russia's brutal and ongoing war against Ukraine. I reaffirmed my commitment that the United States will stand by Ukraine as it defends its democracy and support its sovereignty and territorial integrity in the face of unprovoked Russian aggression, Biden wrote in a statement. Biden also announced an additional $225 million in humanitarian assistance for the Ukraine to address needs like safe drinking water, critical medical supplies, food, cash for families to purchase essential items. Uh, since Moscow invaded the Ukraine, the Biden administration ha- has deployed more than 100,000 troops to NATO member countries and authorized more than four, $5.6 billion in security assistance. $5.6 billion. It's like two Michael Jordans. Um, actually, I don't know how much Michael might be. Michael might be near five now. I know he was around two for a while. Michael might be near five. Rachel, your thoughts about this? You have a problem with it? Did you ask me or did you tell me I have a problem? Did you say you have a problem with it or did you ask? I asked. I asked. This is tough. This is tough. It's hard to see. Listen, obviously we've, we've been on this podcast and we've talked about the war and our support for Ukraine and have condemned what Russia is doing. And though we haven't talked about it in a while, and maybe we do need to do that again, this war is still going on. It's been going on for a hundred days and people are continuing to suffer. And Russia is starting to make maybe some small, but some, I mean, some, some progress. As far as, you know, before we were hearing about Ukraine and how they were, you know, holding their ground and defeating Russia, but maybe what we're not hearing about, or maybe we have war fatigue and we're not paying attention to it as much, is that, no, Russia is starting to make some advances on Ukraine. So they obviously still need help. And I, as, as a country, I want to support them and help them. But I'd be lying if I didn't say it's not tough to watch how Congress can come together or the president can make decisions of sending another billion dollars in weapons to Ukraine. And we still have so many issues that are going on in this country. And for some reason, we can't come together to help the citizens of this country. Inflation is a huge issue. I think we talked about it on the last podcast. We have, you know, racism, police brutality, our children being shot, black people being shot, Asian people being attacked, Jewish people being attacked, all these issues in our country. But for some reason, we can't come together and get on the same page with this, but we can when it comes to efforts with other countries. And so I'm not saying that it shouldn't happen. I'm just saying, why can't we see that happen here, that unity happen here with us? So I I understand what you're saying. Uh, this is the kind of conversation that puts you into a bad person light, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It puts you into a uh, into a. This is one where people corner you, right? They corner you up. It reminds me of something I went through with my dad back in the day. I wanted to go to Blockbuster Video. Oh wow! I did. I loved it. I wanted to go to. It was like a little amusement park. Wasn't it? Looking at all it was the boxes, like, going down the aisles of different genres. 
All the movies I wasn't allowed to watch. Let me tell you something right now. You guys have, when I say you guys, I mean you new niggas (laughs) all over the place. (laughs) All over the place. Okay. New generation. You guys have it easy. I'm not going to lie. You have traded access for wonderment. You have access to everything, but you're getting low on wonderment. You're getting low on experiences, right? You got access to a lot of different stuff. Boom, press the button. I got the movie. Do you know what it's like to go into a blockbuster at 530 and browse around aisle after aisle after aisle? You see popcorn. You see sodas. You see other people. You see movies. You run over there to see if the movie that you want, that's a new release, is there. And you look, 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 look. They're all gone. But then there's one left. And you're like, ah, I got it. (laughs) It's so true. But the movie's not there. You go up to the front and you go, hey, has anybody returned one? And they go, yep, somebody just returned one. Let me go ahead and uh, rewind it or do whatever. And then I, like, I, we can do whatever. And so, yeah. So I want to go to Blockbuster Video, something that you guys don't understand how amazing it is. And my dad said, no, can't go to Blockbuster. I was like, why? He's like, I just don't feel like it. You know what hurt me about that? I remember this specific incident is that that I realized he didn't have a good reason for not taking me Mm -hmm. in my mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, if he had just gotten off work or if we didn't have the money, that would have been one thing. Sure. But watching something happen when you realize there's not a good reason for you not getting what you want, sometimes hard for people. When I see a billion dollars go to the Ukraine, it just reminds me of all the stuff we don't have money for, quote unquote. Sure. And I know that there's really no good reason that the only reasons that we don't invest more into certain sectors of America are because we have a different set of priorities. Ukraine is a gigantic priority. It's a priority for many for many reasons that I don't think people discuss enough. Uh, it's a priority for worldwide um. It's a priority energy-wise. It's a priority for worldwide food stuff. You know, that war is having an effect um, that affects that ripple outside of our borders. That's affecting supply chains worldwide. That's affecting all kinds of prices of goods and stuff. It's going to get really weird when Russia actively starts trying to starve out the rest of the world as far as the things that they produce and and uh, contribute to the world economy. And geopolitically, the United States has been in a dick measuring contest with Moscow for years and years and years, and I don't know if the measuring tape will ever run out. The thing that hurts, not hurts, that's annoying about this, is not that, uh, it's not that they got a billion dollars, it's that you didn't. Is that we watched, we watched Congress go back and forth about the money they couldn't spend on Americans. It's just too much. It was too big. It's too much. It's too big. It's too big. It's too much. 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 But it was when it's about funding a foreign war that we're not even involved in. I guess we are by proxy. Everybody just gets together and they sign the they sign the paperwork and pat themselves on the back while doing it. Makes you it made it makes you feel icky to even say it, right? Because you. You, you're aware that the, what's happening to the people of Ukraine is terrible. You're right. aware of it. But 
especially being black, you know deep down it's no good reason that we ain't going to Blockbuster. They could easily get in the truck, take us to Blockbuster. You know what I mean? We've earned our trip to Blockbuster. See, that's the difference. I was just, this, my whole life was my entertainment. This one, they ought to be fucking putting us in a limousine and taking us to that bitch with how much we put into this country. So, you know, and at this point, the messaging on it, once again, I say this all the time, is bad because I think the White House needs to do a better job of explaining just how, just why this is so important to American interests. I think most people are, are aware that it's a, it's, a, it's a humanitarian thing, but there's also all types of economic, geopolitical ramifications of, of what happens in Ukraine and what would happen if Russia were able to complete their objectives there. So, I don't know. It's tough, but it was annoying, right? It is annoying. And you're so right about the explanation, especially because I said you turn on the news and you see all what's happening to us, but a billion dollars. But a billion dollars is going over there. And you're right. It sounds bad to say, but you're all thinking it. Yeah. Uh, do you have any children with um with Herschel Walker? Van. <laughs> I, I I don't have any children. Mm. Just making sure. Trudy? I couldn't find, Trudy. I couldn't find my mute button. Um, no. Trudy, don't, don't come, come on for this. You, are you sure? Yeah. I'm not. Look, I can't be sure. Who, I did run into I, Herschel Walker in Dallas one time. And this was before, before, you know, he's been showing his ass. This was years ago. This mm-hmm. was before Bachelorette. And I was like, oh my God, that's Herschel Walker. I'll never forget. I was in Eatsies in Grapevine. And I was like, oh, that's Herschel Walker. And I wanted to go say hello. Glad mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah, because it was you the hack. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, I'm better than that. <laughs> Shit, for all I know, I might have some kids with Herschel Walker. (laughs) Have I given birth to him? Herschel Walker admits to having two more secret children. Now he says he has four kids. Herschel Walker, the Republican nominee, who's running neck and neck with Warnock. What a fucking country. What a fucking country. State. Nah, Let's nigga. just talk about Georgia. Let's just talk about nah, Georgia right now. Nigga. Let's nah. just talk about Georgia. This happens everywhere. Nah, Not nigga. to this extreme, though. Not to this extreme. Fuck, to- what the fuck? What the fuck? We put, we, we, You're right, we, Trump. Trump. You're right, Trump. Trump. You're right, Trump. About? You're right, Trump. But I guess, I don't know why I'm looking at this different, because it's two black men. I don't know. It's just... The pastor it's, of the Ebenezer Baptist Church. It's just so bad. <laughs> oh, fucking scholar. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, uh, Herschel Walker has, rep- has, um, has confirmed he has two more children, adding another secret child that the former football star admitted to earlier this week. Walker now says he has four kids, only one of them who was previously known. Walker's disclosure, second time this week, the former professional football star who has been repeatedly critical of African-American absentee fathers has been forced to admit he had children out of wedlock after media reports on their existence. This is Herschel Walker on fatherhood in 2022. Give it to me, Don. And I want to apologize to the African-American community because I know uh, the fatherless home is a major, major problem. And Herschel Walker, who was born in Wrightsville, Georgia, you know, I, took, I took care of a lot of people in my hometown. 
I took care of a lot of the places around where I grew up. I was being like a father to some of those kids that may have had fathers. But because the Lord Jesus Christ blessed me to be an <laughs> athlete, I should have went into the cities of Chicago. I should have told a lot of my young African-American brothers there and my kids that, guys, hold on. Get your education. It's going to be OK. Get your education. It's going to be all right. Hey, respect the police. Go home safe. Get home. Get home to your family. And remember that. Remember, you can leave the wife, but don't leave your child. We give them those old things that I was brought up on from my father because I was blessed to have a mom and a dad. And I'm, I'm saying some kids are not. And I and, and Charlie, I want to say this, and I I want to say this to all kids, not just the African American kid. This is major for them, but to all kids. You play his dumbass son too. Play him. Fathers, it would be great if you stayed home and raised your kids instead of ran off to bang a bunch of women who weren't your baby mama. Stay home and raise your freaking kids. Your kids need a father. Get back home. Get back home. If you take out your thing and you get a woman pregnant, <laughs> guess what? The party days are over. The acting foolish days are over. You go get a freaking job and you support your new family. Get home. Raise your kids. Kids need a man in the house raising them. They need a good dad. They need a loving father. And while you're out taking shots of vodka and tequila, living your high life, your kid is suffering. Get home. Get home. Raise your kids, fathers. Get home. We should have a... Uh christian walker on the podcast we should bro along with herschel Just we should have christian walker on the podcast i wonder what tamika hamilton oh but i don't know if you saw it. tamika hamilton made it to the primary if herschel walker can do it so can tamika i i mean what <laughs> like <laughs> rachel your thoughts your thoughts on this which one listen herschel walker is a joke i don't even need it, it, well it's actually i take back joke should we be talking about him in the same way we talked about Kanye West in the sense that Ooh. should we be concerned at this point? Interesting. Interesting. Because we got to a point where we were laughing, maybe making some jokes and then realizing, you know what? Like Kanye is not okay. You know, there's some, there's something else that's going on there and we just hope that he gets the help that he needs. Maybe I'm being optimistic, which is not usually the path that I take, but mm -hmm. something's wrong with Herschel Walker. I just don't believe you're this stupid. I don't believe that you're just this inconsistent, that you just are this illogical. I, like like Christian, his son, is putting on a show, right? He considers himself a conservative um, analyst or a speaker. It, he, it's an act. I don't know about that with Herschel. I really think he believes what he's saying and what he's saying doesn't make any sense. Should we be concerned? Should we be talking about this from a different place. Now, I mean, you can't stay in that space too long because it's obvious he's obviously making strides in the state and now he's running against Warnock and he could possibly become a senator of the state of Georgia. But I'm actually concerned that he's not mentally okay. He's not mentally fit. It just like cuz we're we're talking right here about his him being an absentee father, but we're not going down the laundry list of false statements that he's made. He's claimed to have been in law enforcement. There's no record of that. He's claimed to have been in the FBI. 
There's no, or, or part of the agency or doing some type of training. There's no record of that. Didn't he say he got Bin Laden? Okay, unaware of that, but apparently he said that. He said That's that he graduated, okay. He said that he graduated from uh, college. He did not. He claimed that, you know, he had one child. He has four. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So at one point, are we start saying this man is not right? So I don't think Herschel Walker is stupid. I think this is what I think. You I think he doesn't know what the fuck. Uh, nah, I think he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. It's a difference, right? So look. So Herschel Walker, this whole, his whole no, no, no. Look, Rachel, you're. I'm not disagreeing with you. Let me make sure. Oh, I know that. But yeah, it's not yeah, like but, Jake Paul misinformation, disinformation that we talked about. Herschel's worse than that. Yeah, Herschel. Herschel's no. So, if you put Herschel, you know, in front of a front, you know, defensive front, and my brain is running out of gas right now. I'm getting a little COVIDy here. Um, if you if you put Herschel in front of a defensive front and you say, "Man, identify this defense. Uh, tell me about where the Mike linebacker is going to be." To all of that stuff, he could probably do it, right? Because that's what he dedicated his life to. All of that stuff. I bet he's a football expert from college to all of that stuff. I bet he is, right? You don't get to the point that he got to without knowing something. So he's probably he's not a stupid man, but he's way in over his head in what the fuck we're talking about right now. Like he doesn't know anything of the fuck he's talking about. It's just obvious. He doesn't know anything what the fuck he's talking about. I'm not stupid, but if you put me right now, if I had to be the Cambridge chair of astrophysics, they'd be like, Van, what are we doing? I'm like, shit, nigga. We looking at the sun, dog. That motherfucker hot. You see it? It's beautiful, huh? I wouldn't know what the first thing to do would be, right? So the question is, why would I be in the position where I had to take on that job. That's the American problem here. When my father passed away, we learned some things about my dad. We learned that there were some kiddos out there that we didn't know about. And the thing about my father that that most affected wasn't the fact that he had a it wasn't the fact that he had, um, I guess, made those mistakes or made those mistakes. I don't know how you even put that, how you say that, right? It was that he took those secrets to the grave. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. He took those secrets to the grave. Never shared them with me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm looking at Herschel Walker right now, I don't look at Herschel Walker as being uh, I don't judge him morally for whatever peccadilloes that he got into or anything like that. I think that I'm looking at why he felt like he had to commit the biggest crime that to me a man or a person can commit, which is leave a child fatherless. If you're looking at Herschel Walker now, the question isn't even about the lie. It's about the action. Mm. The action is what I'm looking at. Everything that you say is fucking frugazi. Yeah. Like, and it, it, it wouldn't matter to me if Herschel Walker was running on. I don't think he's running on anything heady. 
don't think he's going to tell us how he's going to get in there. I haven't, I haven't heard him. Maybe he has fixed the infrastructure of Georgia or, or what he's going to do uh, in nationwide politics. He's running in a very much cult of personality. I'm a good guy type of situation. But anybody that's considering just looking at that, looking at a guy like that, I want you to think about how important fatherhood is. And like when I thought about the, how disappointed I was with my father, it wasn't that he um, it wasn't that it's happened. It was, it was that it was never reconciled. This was something that was found out about Herschel Walker. This was something that was uncovered about Herschel Walker. Mm-hmm. This is something that we would, we would never know about him had he not decided to run. I heard about Christian Walker. He's a very devoted and um, involved father with Christian Walker. We covered Christian Walker when I was at TMZ because it was, you know, Christian Walker was not in the in the mold that Herschel was cut from. He was a cheerleader. Um, um, he's gay, and the fact that Herschel had such an amazing relationship with his son, given that a lot of times in our communities guys tend to distance themselves from progeny that might fit that description i thought it was something amazing but there are other kids that apparently from what we know didn't know who their daddy was and wasn't around their daddy mm-hmm. i'm just tired of being preached to by charlatans right that's why i don't preach because i'm one so i'm t- like I'm, I'm tired of being preached to by charlatans i'm tired of that and like even when my father passed away, I thought about all the moralizing sometimes. I love the man. Love him to death. You guys know how much. I think about all the moralizing he would do. How he would throw that Bible in your face. Like, we could never talk about that. So I look at these guys and it's not even about. And I'm not even. And, and I'm just being honest with the audience here. Maybe a little too honest because I'm uh, gotten all medicine. So when I look at that, I'm like. There's a basic respect for Herschel Walker that I don't think that I have. Because of this, so, or did it go out the window a while back? It's just like, it's, just, it's not even the, it's not even the fact that this happened, just like when you, when you stand on something like this, this type of lie just cuts to the core of who you are. It's intertwined with your soul. It's spooled around your spine. It's not, it's I'm looking at people and telling people to be fathers and there's some kid somewhere that's probably bench pressing 350 pounds at nine years old and doesn't know why. Why am I so strong? Why can I run? You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know what relationship he has with these kids, but secret children, it's a sore spot for me. And I don't know if Christian even knows, maybe he does know, but to me, I don't look at like, I don't look at it like Herschel Walker is lying. I look at it like Herschel Walker is a lie. Oh, very good point. Very good point. And I don't like his hair either. It's the fucking flat top. This nigga got a flat top. He's had it for oh, years. Look, look. Hasn't he had it for it's, years? You can't, you can't have <laughs> a flat he, top in the 2022. Hasn't he, there's a, listen, I feel like he's been rocking that. That's a part of his look. That's just, It's the Herschel Walker. Donnie, did you ever have a flat top? No, I can't say that I have. He don't really have. It's not, I guess it's hell yeah. It's like it's not really a flat top. It's rounded at the top. It's more of a bob. No, it's boxy. It's not as boxy as I remember it. Though. I I had a flat top for years. I didn't cut the flat top till ninth grade. I had a flat top, man. Patrick Ewing shit for a long time. I didn't cut it till the ninth grade. 
Yeah. I want to see pictures. Oh, yeah. I'm going to show you some pictures, man. Man with the flat top. Um, All right. Well, if you're in Georgia, don't vote for this man. <laughs> don't vote for this I'll, man. I'll fucking vote for him. I don't give a fuck. Stop. We got to get Warnock on. Uh, did you see the black kid who got the, the rock thrown through his um through, through his window in Florida? I did see the story. Rachel, can you do me a favor? Are you, are you okay? You need help? Can can you take over? Oh my God! Why don't we just do? Why don't we just move to Mailbag? Why don't we just move to Mailbag? We've been going for an hour. Oh my gosh, y'all! He's not okay. Listen, sweating, y'all. Y'all got it. First of all, let me just say, give it to Van for going a full hour with COVID and driving this podcast and giving you insight and opinions and funny oh, takes and stories anymore. he's tired we're gonna end the podcast at this point we're gonna end the podcast we gave you a full hour we give you a full hour mm. all right wow mm. we can skip um we can skip what are we doing uh we can skip mailbag this week we don't have unexpected allies of the week no we can do mailbag let's do let's do mailbag can you, do mailbag? Can you push through let's do the... that's why because he, he wants to hear the song he wants to hear the song i want to <laughs> Mailbag time, time to read your letters and then we'll reply to them. Oh, it's mailbag time. Write us with your queries and we'll chime in. Go ahead, Donnie. All right. uh, From Ellen MW12. She wants to know if you could change the ending of any famous movie, what movie and how would you end it? Oh my gosh, y'all! Y'all know, great. y'all know what these movie questions. What a great question! Damn, this is kind of I'm one of the ones I wish I would have. Bad movie. You want to save it? No, I'm kind. I'm trying to think of. Uh, it's a question I wish I would have had time to think about before because there's so many. There's so many movies that I watch, and every time I watch the movie, I hope that it ends differently. But I know that it doesn't um <sighs> oh what a destructively good question ellen mw12 um i would change the ending to um boys in the hood that's one ricky would not die ricky would not have been shot ricky would have gone on ricky would have been a young herschel walker and you know what until that point a young Herschel Walker. And to that point... <laughs> he had a flat top. A and flat he had top. the flat top. Yeah, he and did. And he had the flat top. You know what mine is? I couldn't think of it. I watch this movie every time. I don't know why I'm even looking at it. Men's Society. I, every time um, I watch Men's Society, I'm like, why am I looking at this? When I know what's going to happen to my nigga. <laughs> but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know what's going to happen to Kane at the end of the movie. Like, why am I looking at it? So for mine, it's probably it will probably be Men's Society. That's a great question. Uh, all right next, next one uh, okay yeah, yeah cassie and rev asks what current senator slash congressperson would you invite for girls slash guys night out katie porter oh i thought you were gonna say tim scott um nigga what <laughs> what, 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 what did you just come for me Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Tim Scott, Maybe Tim it, Scott I, is nothing but high body fat Herschel Walker. I would It's his last term. It's last term. Mm-hmm. Um, AOC. 
I'm gonna be honest with you. I think it would be annoying to hang out with AOC, man. Yeah, well, we I would find out on my girls' night. She seems like a good time. She, she seems she maybe seems... it wouldn't be. I like Katie Porter. Bring the big whiteboard. See, like we're not doing that on our girls' night. We're not doing that. It's about having a good time. I don't want to do all that. Well, it like you could take you, unless you're gonna bring it out like and we gonna play Hangman or something. No, it's a girls' night. Take Katie Porter to the strip club. You know what I'm saying? That's where y'all going. Take Katie Porter. That's yeah, where y'all maybe. going. You know, or, or of course Cedric Richmond, but he I don't think he he's a. Uh, but you know, it's a, lot, it's a lot of people out there. But I don't know. I should have picked somebody black, but I like Katie Porter, man. That's Great. what I like right now. Okay. All right. What, what else? Let's go. All right. Heddle underscore pedal three ask if you could switch places with a white person for a day, what's the wildest thing you do? Depends on the white person. Because if it's just like any white person, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to just switch places with a white person. It's kind of a peculiar well, question. All right. I'm switching places with Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Not switching places with Mitch McConnell. And I'm hoping I can make a difference. I'm, I don't give a, f- I'm never switching places. I don't give a, you I don't want to be. Uh, you're still yourself. You're still yourself. Like, I, it's like see, Freaky Friday. It's Freaky Friday. Come on. I wouldn't do, I wouldn't, I wouldn't switch places with any like serious white people though. I would. If I had to I switch try. places with a white person, nah, it would be like, it wouldn't be any, it wouldn't be anybody serious. It'd be like DiCaprio or something like that. I just do wild shit. Like super wild. Ugh, I think it would be boring to be Leonardo DiCaprio. Not for me. Not for me. Because I'll go in the middle of the motherfucking Mall of Louisiana and just get on top of there. It, it would be a week of what the fuck is wrong with Leo? What is wrong with Leo? It'd be a week of me. My job would be to fuck Leo's image up so much in one week that he had no fucking choice no. but to go with it. <laughs> I'd be like Mitch McConnell. I might be like a Brett Kavanaugh. You know, this, so would, be you a, wanna, this would be a good time to do it. I'd be switching the vote. Like, I would be You want to do like a Bullworth type of situation. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Ghetto superstar. Okay. Oh, but before we move on, I got, I got, I do have to, are you watching the, um, we're going to, we're going to uh, wrap it up pretty soon. Are you watching the January 6th hearings? No. You're not watching them? I'm not. It's pretty interesting stuff. I'm not. I'm going to be honest. Clarence Thomas got some splaining to do. I can't. He and his wife. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom's a ruined in the world. Tim Scott. Oh, we got to go. We got to go. I literally can't see straight. We got to go. You guys, take your thinking caps off, but don't stop thinking. Van has already stopped. (laughs) He's Van Lathan. I'm Rachel Lindsay. We're out, guys. And y'all, y'all send Van some well wishes. Y'all send him some well wishes.